Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Lindsay's fave, Ekin Sue from Love Island. Hi guys, I'm extremely excited to meet you all for the meet and greet with Be Perfects in Ireland this weekend. So Thursday I'm in Belfast, Friday I'm in Wexford, and Saturday I am at Lime Rick. She sounds like us, let's be real. Right, I, I was about to say I'd never make that kind of mistake and it's like, no I would. You absolutely would, you absolutely, you absolutely would make that kind of mistake. Lime Rick sounds like a signature cocktail at like a wedding. The straight groom's name is Rick. You're thinking of a Lime Ricky, yeah. I'd have too many Lime Ricks at a wedding I was miserable at, for sure. God, so <laughs> funny. She's so good. She's still with what's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Davy Day. They got their own reality show and then he like took her to Italy and it was like, I actually watched a few episodes and I was like, mm, this is great. They went to the Romeo Ooh. and Juliet balcony and he and she was like, Romeo. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> that is a great place to start the episode but i had one other thing that i wanted to read as breaking news because i just read it again and it made me laugh again mm. i saw this headline in my us weekly newsletter yesterday it said bachelor nation's ali fedotowski reveals jake gyllenhaal once made her cry so i was like click 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 and it said ali fedotowski reveals jake gyllenhaal once made her cry quote i'm going to taylor swift you right now wait what i'm gonna what right now i'm going to taylor swift you right now as in expose you okay that's not and that's not, it's not really what it that. is. Okay. She said this, guess where, on a podcast co-hosted by Roxy Manning called Women on Top. Don't know what that is. She I says, don't know any of those words. Those words are like not <laughs> of meaning to me, but yeah, sure. And she said, Jake Gyllenhaal shows up for the red carpet. My first red carpet for E! News. He walks up. I'm shaking in my heels, which I'm horrible in heels. And I say to him, hi, Jake. Who did you bring tonight? Like, for a date. Who's your date tonight? He goes, bye-bye. <laughs> And walked away from me. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> wow, I've never been more team Jake Gyllenhaal. I feel very... Bye-bye. Uh... <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> also, I'm going to Taylor Swift you as if Taylor Swift releases her stories on Women on Top, co-hosted by Roxy Manning. <laughs> the smartest thing Taylor Swift does is not have a podcast in which she reveals things like, I spoke to Jake Gyllenhaal once, you know? And he said bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, you're listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's start with comments. Hi, Lindsay, Timmy, Bobby. Um, I would be remiss if I did not call in because I was just listening to the latest episode. And I'm going to have to argue with you about your claim that Afro Man is a one-hit wonder because that is neglecting to recognize the... Um, 
seminal work of crazy rap, otherwise known as Colt 45 and Two Zigzags, which I might argue is as or was as culture changing as Because I Got High, if not more so. Um, all right. Just had to call in and say that. Bye. Some things are objective truths, and an objective truth is that Afro Man is a one-hit wonder. I'm just saying it might have been a great song, but it is not a hit. It did not chart like Because I Got High did, and therefore Afro Man remains one-hit wonder. A one-hit wonder. Sorry. We get a lot of correction calls, and I'm happy to be corrected, but not here. We have the data in front of us. He is a one-hit wonder. I mean, also, what even is a one-hit wonder anymore? But (laughs) technically, it's one-hit wonder. One hit wonder. Next call. Hi, Lindsay Bobby to me. Um, I have to pause the podcast because you talking about Ellie and AJ unearthed this memory um, from my brain that has not been dislodged since it happened. So I had a call. Um, when I was in middle school, my next door neighbor asked me to water their tomato plant while they were on vacation. And instead of paying me in money, um, they paid me in this guy was like, oh, you know, I'm the uncle of Allie and AJ. Um, and he gave me a signed photograph of them as payment for watering this tomato plant um, instead of like $20. And even at the time, which was like the height of their fame, you have like, you know, breakup song and Disney Channel and yada, yada, yada. I remember feeling like I would have rather had $20. Um, okay. Thank you for making me remember that. Um, crunch, crunch. Okay. Not to call out a caller, but I don't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) If I was, no, if I was, how old did she say she was? She didn't say how old she was. She just said it was at the height of their fame. She a teenager, no? I assume a teenager, yeah. If I was a young teen or like a, you know, a younger teen, if some random person was like, I am a pop star's uncle, manager, cousin, I would think that was the coolest thing in the world and I would talk about it for a long time. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I don't believe that you didn't think that was cool. Sorry. I just feel like I would never be like, oh, I prefer the $20. I would be like, this is the coolest thing ever. One time, like, I went to somebody's, like, a bat mitzvah, and this guy performed, and he, like, had a single that he was trying to push to radio, and I was like, this uh-huh. guy's going to be a pop star. And I, like, talked about it forever. He didn't. Song, I don't remember. But it's just, like, those type, like, oh, you go to the NSYNC concert, and you you meet, like, their manager, and you're like, wow, I'm so cool. Like, I just, there's no way I believe if you met Ali and AJ's uncle, and he, like, gave you a signed thing. You wouldn't think it was the coolest thing ever. Sorry. The reason you think this person is lying is because it's a story that they were able to forget. (laughs) No, I think they're lying that they said they didn't care at the time. I'm just, I'm like, sorry, I know that you cared. That's interesting. I believe you, caller. Hey, Bobby, uh, you mentioned that when you get in your mom's car that she's had since 2004, that the first thing you hear is, up, up, up. And I'm just curious if it's the red version or the green version. The people want to know. Thanks. The people want to know. My mom doesn't know the red version exists. It's the green version. <laughs> it's absolutely the, the country version. The pop version is oh, red. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The yes. country version. Like, the real version is green. And mm-hmm. then there's the international version. Mm-hmm. They call it Indian film music on the Wikipedia, but it, I think it's actually it's... labeled, like, international version. But uh, green version. My mom's a Shania purist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
she wants to see her when she's in San Antonio, where the opening act is going to be someone we're going to talk about later in this episode. But then she's like, mm, her voice sounds too different now. I don't know that I'll be into it because her voice sounds too different now. I will say out of all the things that are different about her, her voice actually is the, the least thing that's different in my opinion. I think she sounds like the same. The problem is the songs. But if she's not singing them, I don't care. You go there to hear the come on overs and the ups and the right. whatever. Your mom's still going to hear the great songs and I think she can still sing those. I think that a Shania Twain concert is a great investment in 2023, honestly. I told her this. Yeah. I was like, I think you should go. You will I have agree. a good time. She I is agree. a born performer. It will be fun. Her Vegas show was great. That wasn't that many years ago. No, Not it was many. 11 years ago. Oh, God. <laughs> Think about it. It was 11 years ago, and it was yeah. one of the best shows I've ever been to in my life. Ever. <laughs> ever. Ever in my life. In my ever. whole life. See? There you go. Mom. Let's move on to questions. As if my mom listens. <laughs> she did listen to the engagement episode, as I told you. She was like, I want to hear that. I think she just fast forwarded to the end. She asked for a time Wow. Okay. She skipped all our good jokes and was just <laughs> she like, oh. Wow. Okay. okay, fine. Hi, BLT. So I was at the Wilco show in Chicago on Saturday, and uh, SNL's Chris Kattan had a very public proposal. Uh, and his fiance is currently a journalist from Springfield, Illinois. Uh, please explain everything about this. Thank you. French, French. Okay, we talked about her. Remember the tweet that the, the there's a scandal in my hometown? The now ex-wife of my girlfriend's podiatrist left her husband <laughs> for Chris Kattan. Wild stuff. <laughs> remember he captioned, I just met a girl named Maria, and then added her? Come on, you don't remember this? Of course I remember that. It's from our 2-15-22 episode. Obviously, Valentine, the day after Valentine's Day in 2022. Only a year ago. And now they're engaged and they got engaged at a Wilco show? Sure. There's something I like about it because what is the power that he has at this point? Like, this is kind of the extent of his power, and I think there's something kind of cute about it. Well, they went to the Elton John's Oscar party. He got an invitation to that. I'm just saying, like, he has, like, powers of fame, I think. Yeah, I know. And it's like, I don't think about Chris Kattan much, but he is still famous enough and he probably still will be for the rest of his life to like pull mm -hmm. little levers like this, like getting mm -hmm. into the Wilco show and getting into Elton John's Oscar viewing party. I do love that they're getting local news coverage in Chicago because of this, too. It's like it did become somehow a local news story because it's a Wilco concert in Chicago. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's something about that that makes it important enough to cover like in the state journal register or whatever right and she did confirm it to them she you know they got the source speaking of local news i was reading this story on wmay some am station in springfield uh -huh. and the headline is springfield's own chris Catan proposes to maria libri at wilco concert in chicago and the lead is like i had to read it over again and i was like am i on like a weird <laughs> comedy website or something <laughs> Can you name another famous couple in Springfield? Let's start with that. Can you name another famous couple in Springfield, Illinois from no. Living or Dead? No? No. Okay, that makes sense. No, I couldn't I couldn't have until I read this lead. They're Springfield's most famous couple since Abe and Mary Todd Lincoln. And now they're oh. also headed for the altar. <laughs> I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to wish that fate on Chris Gatan and his was like, future betrothed. I was like, this is that's a scary thing to bring up, actually. It's a little dark, a little dark, a little dark, a little dark. You know what I have? I also realized I have a framed Chris Kattan autograph in my apartment. What? Did you know that? Have you ever seen that? No. It's next to the, it's next to the table. Maybe you've just never looked at it. It's underneath that Kyle art that I have. 
the boggle board. You know the boggle oh, board that I bought. Yeah, from I love that Kyle art. Wait, I love why that. do you Amazing have a framed art. picture of Chris Kattan? Because Josh met Chris Kattan at a UPS store Deeply in weird. Washington State and Very is a Josh. big fan of the movie. He's a big fan of the movie Night at the Roxbury. Uh-huh. And this was like 15 years ago. He saw Chris Kattan in line at the UPS store in front of him, and the line was very long, and he worked up the courage to ask him for an autograph, and Chris Kattan, I don't think really wanted to do it, but the only thing there was to sign was a UPS slip, so it's like a UPS slip that we have framed on our wall, and it says, to Josh, how are you, but the letters R and U, how are you, Chris Kattan, and it's upside down. Wow, that'll be worth absolutely no money <laughs> in the coming future. I'll tell you one thing, not to be dark, it'll be worth a lot if he's assassinated in Ford's theater. Oh, my <laughs> <Right>? God. <laughs> I'm not wishing that upon him, but if he goes to but Ford's you're theater saying and something that happens. You're in, that Josh's investment <laughs> will finally pay off. I know, accidentally. Lily Rose marries Dara Amon in modern black and white themed Nashville wedding? Who? French French. I do like this continues your thesis about like People Magazine and the caller calling in. Actually, mostly just the caller confirming. It's the caller. People Magazine is like very invested in queer marriage and being like, mm-hmm. we're covering like anything, you know, just like send it all to us. You know what I mean? That's fine. Even though they've never covered this person on People before, or at least as far as I'm concerned, or like have I ever seen, you know? They covered her engagement. Mm. Same But it's like genre, still it's the same idea. It's the same right. idea where it's like yeah. like queer marriage gets them clicks per the caller from a few weeks ago. So cool. If it's accidentally progressive, then I'll take it. Well, I have heard of this singer. I have heard of Lily Rose because a friend and then another podcast was talking about her. I And I remember it's staying in my mind because I was like, it's really funny that this kind of like butch country star is named Lily Rose for two reasons. One, there's another Lily Rose, Lily Rose Mm -hmm. Depp. And two, Lily Rose is like a very femme name, a very femme Mm -hmm. country name, moniker, for like what is essentially a country star that like is relatively different on the scene, which is like this kind of like Mass kind of like a butch girly. mass girly, yeah, exactly. Right, she's singing like, kind of Sam Hunty hits, like in, exactly, yeah, right. She's singing Sam Hunt songs and she's not changing any pronouns. Like, it's no. that's, I think, the appeal of it. It's cool to hear like a queer girly, like, sing about girlies, <laughs> you know, sure, I, I like yeah, it. totally. I like it, but her name is Lily Rose. My, I had never heard of her before. This caller was just reading the headline. And they said, Lily Rose marries Dara Eamon in modern black and white themed Nashville wedding. And like, for some reason, my brain couldn't process it. So I only heard Lily Rosemary. And I couldn't understand the second name. And so I just was searching like, Lily Rosemary people wedding. And it wasn't working. And then finally, I was like, searching news, Lily wedding people. You, and then I found that it Because you were searching Lily Rose and there's another Lily Rose? No, because I was searching L- Lily Rosemary. I thought her name was Lily Rosemary. Oh, Lily Rosemary. And I couldn't. And I was like, there can't be another Lily Rose. There's already a Lily Rose. No, there are two Lily Roses. Uh-huh. This is the second Lily Rose. Okay, this is, that's, that's, yes. Okay, great. It, got it. Great, great. The Depp is hyphenated. Lily Rose. This Lily Rose is Lily Rose. My first name is Lily. My last name is Rose. Uh-huh. You know? I will say their wedding is very not country. They got, wet, they got married in like the least, the most country thing about their wedding was it was in it's Nashville. It's in Nashville. 
Yeah. Other than that, not a not a very country wedding. It's not. Very uh, black and white. I see disco balls. I see big signs. I see you know. It's not. We're not. We're not talking a bar. We're not talking a rustic bar. No. And the the bride got married in a top bun. You know that's classic. <laughs> a top bun and a tux. The other bride wore a wedding dress. The other bride wore a wedding dress. Dayra Eman, and she's not famous. Mm. We found her LinkedIn. She is a marketing and sales specialist. <laughs> they called her long-time love, meaning like they were together before Lily Rose maybe popped off a little. Lily Rose didn't pop off until 2020 because of okay. a song that went viral on TikTok that I'd never even heard before. Had you heard this song, Villain? Here's the thing about this song. It does I, not sound like know. country at all. All of her songs now, like I spent like an afternoon listening to her music yesterday. You spent an afternoon listening to her music? Well, it was it was all it was like researching stuff, so I, would just, I just had it playing. Okay. And... I liked a lot of the actual country stuff. This song I didn't really fuck with, but I'll play it for you here. You can be the hero. I can take the fall. If that's how your story goes, say it's all my fault. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Yeah, you can make me the bad guy. Make them all believe. Hate this. If that's how you feel it. Turn it off. Okay. Sorry. I hadn't heard that. If I had just heard that song, I'd say, not interested, do not care. But because I heard songs like this. I like this. I'm back in yeah. Lily Rose's corner. And she is opening for Shania Twain. Speaking of your mother, she is working. <laughs> she is opening for Sam Hunt, who we, you know, she she is making the rounds, the country rounds. I just really need her to change her name from Lily Rose because I just am like, we already have a Lily Rose. <laughs> we already have a Lily Rose. We already have a Lily Rose. We already have a Lily Rose. We do. She also is the first country artist to have ever won a GLAAD award, which surprised me. That's nice and also surprising. But it's nice. I'm sorry. There's been no other GLAAD awards given to country stars. Well, I was just like, how did Lil Nas X win a, not win a GLAAD award? No offense to the GLAAD awards, but I couldn't name you. Like, wh what are the awards for? Like, what are the individual awards? Like, Best Gay X? Be, be, do you, like, best what gay X O as in fill in the blank yeah not Lil Nas X like get best gay actor best gay, is that what they're for Lily won are they like biggest sleigh of 2023 like what no, are no. they <laughs> outstanding breakthrough music artist outstanding oh. breakthrough so it's across genres and therefore mm -hmm. country hasn't won because to be honest there are not that many gay country stars or yes. country artists that are like breaking out really mm -hmm. that makes sense then it does the music award categories are outstanding breakthrough music artist and outstanding music artist and who won outstanding music artist a little nas x so they both became the first country artist to win a although is little nas x country i mean you know depends on your perspective on genre this category that lily rose won for didn't exist until 2021. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> then I'm sorry. We can't. <laughs> we. <laughs> okay. The one that Lil Nas X won has existed since the GLAAD Awards started. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he mm -hmm. did win in 2020 for Outstanding Music Artist. So Lil Nas X has won this award twice already. But so they're not so, counting him as country because they're saying she's the first country art 
the first queer country artist to win. I think that they're saying she's the first country artist to win this award because a lot of this doesn't really match up. But the award has only existed since 2020. The award has only existed since 2021. <laughs> Honey, you don't get to... You, okay, so you're the second person to win it. <laughs> ever. Lady Gaga has won the award that Lil Nas X won twice. I'm literally calling the GLAAD Awards corrupt. I'm sorry. I just... It's just not... I can't. Sorry. Guess how many times Katie Lang has won Outstanding Music Artist at the GLAAD Awards? Since 1991. How many times? How many times Katie Lang? It looks like she's won it more than anyone else. <laughs> like f five times? Three, Three. times? Okay. Three times. Three times. Um, and Melissa Etheridge has won it. Oh, whoa. Melissa Etheridge has also won it three times. Okay, we've got we've got a tie. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect to me, actually. All right. Well, Lily Rose is like coming for the crown. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Lily Rose won the other award that's only been around for three okay, years. Okay, but then next year she has the, she has the ability to win the, the other award because she yeah. only won Breakout. And now maybe next year she can win like the generally best one. No, I would love that. I would love I that. I bet you would. I really bet you would. Congrats to Lily Rose. Change your name. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I'm calling because I just saw um, Emma Roberts post um, on Instagram that she's doing, like, spawn for milk, um, like official milk. Um, it's not the milk mustache, um, so, like, the next generation one we saw, but was either her aunt or father in any of the milk ads? Like, I'm not sure if she's part of the legacy crew that is actually drinking milk instead of non-milk but okay just wanted to ask if you could find anything all right crunch crunch bye emma roberts said fuck milk <laughs> milk's new thing is gonna need milk have you seen this it's like gonna need milk it's the same company as the like dairy farmers association right like this is the same thing of course it is it's just like a rebrand okay gonna need milk instead of got milk okay yeah gonna need milk that's me when i'm at dunkin donuts i'm and they're like what do you want i'm like i'm gonna need milk <laughs> yeah and they're like whole or oat and i'm like oh whole <laughs> your favorite thing to do whole whole i know i sometimes end up saying just cow i love her post which is like no comments allowed and it just says fun fact <laughs> yeah. i've been a lifelong milk drinker because of its essential nutrients that many milk alternatives don't have and not to mention it tastes delicious especially in my latte hashtag ad hashtag gonna need milk Coming for plant-based milks by saying, you know, many milk alternatives don't have the nutrients. It's like, okay, I don't like that. Not to use this word. I'm only doing it in, in support of character work for my Emma Roberts impersonation. Yeah. But Emma Roberts gives, if she sees you drinking alternative milk, she's going to call you a pussy. Yeah. What are you, lactose intolerant, you fucking loser? I'm sorry, your insides <laughs> can't handle real milk, you little bitch. <laughs> I fear for the slurs Emma Roberts would call me if she saw me order oat milk, you know? But I'd also sort of gag for them. She pops up from behind Kalaka and she's like, you little bitch. We don't <laughs> Oh, is someone's stomach not able to process the lactose in his latte? Hehe, <laughs> you fucking. And then like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> that actually would be an incredible campaign Milk should, should um, consider. 
I did like that Emma Roberts worked her milk spawn into her like um, branding as book ambassador. She uh, also posted a story that said, good milk, good book, where she's just like at her house, I guess, drink drinking a huge glass of milk and reading mm-hmm. apparently four books that are stacked. I will say both of those things are not believable. Drinking a milk by itself as an adult, I have to say, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. And also reading a book and just it's four books stacked. You know someone who does do that. You know, I will bleep their name, but you know someone who does. Yeah, well, I don't. Then they should get a baba. I don't know. I just feel <laughs> that's very immature. We drink milk in our coffee. We're adults, you know, drinking milk by itself. I'm drinking coffee with cow milk right now. I love it. No, Bobby, I drink lattes, which are essentially glass of milk with drip of coffee. But I'm just saying <laughs> glass of just milk in jar. I don't buy it from this woman. Mm-hmm. But I also don't buy it because she says reading a good book and there's just four books stacked. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you reading all of these books? All of them at once? No. It's like they also look like art books. Yeah, she's reading like coffee table book. Yeah. Okay, well, this is actually the most interesting thing about this milk thing. Milk is in Emma's bones, so to speak. Oh, bones better, Um, much better, yes. (laughs) Bones, right? I think Timmy found this. In 1993, when the movie I Love Trouble came out, which was a huge flop, and I believe it's the movie that, like, Julia really regretted making. It was, like, a disaster rom-com starring Nick Nolte and Julia Roberts that I know I rented as a kid and probably enjoyed because I was an idiot kid watching, like, Julia Roberts and Nick Nolte. Sure. What do you you know? You don't know good cinema at that age. And it's famously co-written by Nancy Myers. It's a Nancy Myers movie, but it's, like, a Charles Shire movie when they were together. It was like Julie Roberts on the top of the world. She makes this movie and it's about like journalists who uncover a crime. Peter Brackett and Sabrina Peterson are two competing Chicago newspaper reporters who've joined forces to unravel the mystery behind a train derailment. I had completely forgotten what the crime was that they were investigating. And it says they argue over almost everything, but discover a conspiracy involving genetically altered milk. And so what? <laughs> Hallie Meyer Shires plays little girl in barn. Just FYI. Of course. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. At the time, dairy farmers were mad about this movie, this high-profile Julia Roberts movie, because they said that it was basically shitting on the dairy industry. I'm going to quote reporting from 1993. About 25 farmers protested in Portage, Wisconsin on, on Monday at a filming location for I Love Trouble, in which Roberts and Nolte play competing reporters who investigate a scandal and become romantically involved. The plot involves a make-believe product, LDF, that matures calves oh. into milk-producing cows in nine months instead of the usual two years. But it was based on a on real BGH. growth hormone that they did yes. use to boost cow's milk production that hadn't been a by the Food and Drug Administration. Right. And this poor, like, touchstone publicist, Lauren Strogoff, says there was, quote, no attempt to depict the real dairy industry in the film. Hmm. It's funny that when you when you search for, like, Julia Roberts' milk, everything is about I Love Trouble. Every single really? thing. Really? To be fair, this movie didn't need its... This movie's, like, reputation was not tarnished by the milk industry. It was just no, a bad no, no, movie. No, no, It was tarnished by being a bad movie. Sorry to Nancy Myers. <laughs> More milk stories in Emma's past. She used to carry around this milk backpack. It was like a, a crocheted like knitwear milk carton bag that she okay. got attention for like multiple times. So at least there's proof that she does at least publicly support the dairy industry before the dairy mm. industry came running to her. I got to say, though, I, I do feel like Got Milk was a chic campaign to be part of in the 90s and 80s or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's 2023, and I don't think it's that chic to be shilling for big milk. Sorry. Even though, no. like, I drink milk, and I'm not going to, like, deny that, and I put it in my my latte, but no. I don't think, like, it's a good, cool, 
forward thinking young hot look to be shilling for big milk seriously especially when you're out here writing oh, on your caption like oh like milk alternatives don't have these nutrients it's like sorry like young cool people are like you know supporting veganism and being like drink pea milk or whatever like that's no. cool that's the future this is the past it's like kiki palmer doing spawn for like solar panels that she put on her house and then emma roberts <laughs> is like i get all of my power from coal no it's true i mean it, it there's a virtue signaling thing about climate change caring about climate change and like this is kind of part of that and i just feel like if you are doing like methane. milk spawn or whatever then you're just kind of not i'm sure she got a ton of money but it's just it's not mm-hmm. a good look for you as like the future leaders of America or whatever. Right. Which she's but if, not, but you know what I mean? But, but you're right. Like in, in a way it sort of feeds into her image, which I think was mostly cultivated because of the characters that she's played, but it like, Bitches. it feeds into her like bitchy image where she's like, no, I will support big cow. And I say this as right. someone who loves dairy. I love dairy. But also it's funny because us being like she's a bitch speaks to how good of an actress she is in those roles or like how <laughs> yeah, well no, she's yes. cast and how well she pulls it off. Because when I see her, I'm like, damn, like scream queens, like bling ring, like this girly is so good in those movies that I've mm-hmm. actually reflected that personality type upon her as like a person. Well, yeah. Uh, sorry, And sorry, you're just, be, you're too good. You're too good. Be, just to be clear, she's not in the bling ring. <laughs> you confused her with the other Emma. <laughs> oh, so she only plays a bitch in Scream Queens? No, she's got to play a bitch other times. She plays a bitch in Scream. She plays a bitch in Scream Queens. Scream, Scream Queens. But she's also a bitch in American Horror Story. Surprise uh-huh. bitch. You bet oh, you've she is. seen The Last of Me. Yeah, oh, right. And she's a great bitch in um, We're the Millers. Okay, so I'm saying she's, okay. So I knew that in my brain she's like bitch in a way that is so effective that I've transplanted it. No matter how many books she's telling me she's reading, I'm like, she's a bitch, you know? <laughs> yeah, she's a great bitch. Yeah. I want her to be a bitch in all sorts of things. Yeah, and she's going to freaking – she's going to waterboard you with milk <laughs> until, you, <laughs> until you get a fucking grip. Good milk, good book is so funny. Yeah, the book she's reading is like how to be a bitch. <laughs> in the Instagram stories, she posted like milk spawn, milk spawn, and then the third one is a throwback to Love. the got milk ad. But yeah, great. It's like – it's almost With annoying that she did that. Right, but it's almost annoying that she did that because it, the like adjacency there all sort of shows how bad it is now. Well, she wishes she was as cool as she right. w- as that campaign was to be in. It's like that yeah. was chic. And also, yeah. unfortunately, Malk ads, the ones with the Nepo babies, those are chic ads. Yeah. Hate that's to say. Even, yeah, they are. And they're also referring to the got milk and those are and that's a smart take on them. But they saw mm-hmm. they star like Ella Travolta, so honestly no one's like really paying attention. <laughs> Fun fact, I've been a lifelong milk drinker because of its essential nutrients that many milk alternatives don't have. <laughs> read that in like a bitch. Fun read fact. that in like a read that like you're doing Emma Roberts in Scream or something. Fun fact. I've been a lifelong milk drinker because of its essential nutrients that many milk alternatives don't have. And not to mention it tastes delicious, especially in my latte. You know what I have to do? I have to upload the VIP list girlies to the AI thing that I subscribe to now. Oh my God. You should. You should. I can actually do that. If you're not drinking whole milk with essential nutrients, just fucking kill yourself because you're going to die anyways. (laughs) 
wait, I can do that now. I think my impression I can, is actually better. <laughs> I can do that while we're on the phone. Fun fact. I've been a lifelong milk drinker because of its essential nutrients that many milk alternatives don't have. And not to mention, it tastes delicious, SP, in my latte. Okay, my impression's better. <laughs> yeah. This has a lot of, like, settings where you can, like, drag them, but we need, like, a bitchiness meter. Like, it needs to be meaner. It's not cunty enough. The AI is not going to be like, go cry about it, you know? <laughs> Sorry. Like, it's just not. <laughs> I need to reach out. I need to reach out to this company, and I need to let them know that their AI needs a, is not a meanness meter. You need, meter. like, a bitch meter. <laughs> you need to serve more bitch. Eleven labs. Come on. Oh, worth the money so far, though. Okay, next call. <laughs> How much is the money? $5? I spent $5 on it. That's okay. fine. You're having a dinner party. It's last mm -hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making, this this happens to Bobby all the time, the specialty cocktail that Josh is making, we're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it, it can't be, there's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store, but we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash, because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments, and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. I don't know about you, but I got the shoppies and I'm ready to <laughs> shop. Shoppies. Thank God it's Rakuten's Big Give Week. You get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ulta, Adidas, Doc Martin, Ray-Ban. I'm just naming the ones that I like, the, the brands that I like. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During the Big Give Week, May 6th through May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I just actually got some cash back. It's incredible. Rakuten deposits your cash back directly into your PayPal account, or they can send you a check. They have 15 million members who are already saving. So join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. 
They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and surface. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm-hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacova's.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Hey, BLT. A long time. Also a long time. Um, so Lana Del Rey is apparently engaged to a man named Evan Winokur. Who the fuck is Evan Winokur? A woman do belong in balloons. Goodbye. My God. We did the Patreon for Spring Breakers. We didn't get to talk about the new Lana Del Rey album, which I'm obsessed oh my God. with. So I like, could not be more obsessed with it's her. So like, uh, And I honestly, because I'm so obsessed with her, it's like I care less about her being engaged, really, for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Usually it works the opposite. But for me, it's like if I cared less about her, I would care about who she's engaged to. But because I care about her more i'm like the artistry reigns first like who even cares about her like as long as she's happy like that's literally my first thought i'm like oh she's like yeah she's happy but also this guy kind of did come out of nowhere because she was dating well, jack all donahue her boyfriends come out of nowhere she did it in for like four minutes and i think the minute they performatively posted it was like over i i over. really think that was kind of right yeah so I do think she'd been seen with this guy, but it was more subtle. Like, the shoe, he was in photos with her. But she's also seen with lots of guys because I think she just hangs out with lots of guys. And I have a mm-hmm. feeling Lana Del Rey is a, a, a guy's girl. A guy's you know? girl. <laughs> <laughs> or she would call herself a guy's girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm cracking up because Timmy said this guy would realistically actually literally be down at the Men in the Music Business Conference down in Orlando. <laughs> down at the Men in Music Business Because he's an executive at Range Media Partners, and they represent, they do music, TV, movies, whatever, but he's part of the music Mm -hmm. part of it, and they represent bands like, these are not bands, but Jack Harlow, Justin Tranter, Corday, Wale, like Disco Biscuits, that's a band, Party Next Door, and he himself, and this is definitely how she met him, was in a band with Jack Jack Antonoff, Antonoff. which is interesting to me, because it's very much like Jack Antonoff has really taken over Lana Del Rey's life. <laughs> what was his band with Jack Antonoff? It was called Steel Train. Steel yeah. Train. They toured with a bunch of bands like Ben Folds and The Fray or whatever. And Jack Antonoff mm-hmm. was in that band and now he's not. And this guy works as an executive. And so his Instagram yes. is all pics of him and like the chain smokers. It's very weird. A lot of people since they've gotten engaged have done the like five things to know about Evan Winokur. And there are so few things to know that they need to be stretched out. Like, one of them on billboards is he was in a band with Jack Antonoff and the other one was he performed on some major late night talk shows. But that's with just Jack about Antonoff. when he was in that band. Well, they've got he's a managing partner at Range Media. He's previously worked at Full Stop Management. He was in a band with Jack Antonoff. He has a dog, a dog named, named Han- Henry, Henry <laughs> and he's performed. And I feel like they missed a major one. 
which I found by scrolling hmm. a little bit because, you know, I was curious. He's Jewish. Oh, he's Jewish. Yeah. He's Jewish. Mm-hmm. Come on. number that, that could be on there. That's great. If Lana converts to Judaism, <laughs> she won't. But if Lana gets involved with Judy, I will be so happy. <laughs> I, I, I will be so happy if Lana Del Rey Lana gets Del Rey. into Speak Getting singing some in Jewish Hebrew. mysticism. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lonzo Ray singing the four questions, I would lose it. Lonzo Ray singing Dianu at Passover, like that clip would slay me. Lonzo Ray, oh my God, Lonzo Ray lighting the menorah. That's like, that is like AI for my brain. Like that's perfect. I do love, they seem, it seems pretty normal compared to some other relationships she's been in, which is like they were seen together at like the Malibu Chili Cook-Off Festival and Pappy and Harriet's in Pioneer Town. Like mm-hmm. they're doing activities that are like nice and normal and like cutie. Yeah. You know, I do wonder though how this came out. Like what, like what was Billboard's write-up? Because she is such a weird person about like personal life stuff, you know, and I always suspect that half of the guys that you think that she is dating are it's just not it's just misreported. Well, Billboard's write up doesn't say that they where it's like a Billboard journalist confirmed. No, they just have sources tell. They don't even use they don't use the oh. word confirmed anywhere. The ring is the detail that people are using. She's been spotted oh, because she with an engagement wore it ring at yeah. the Billboard Awards. Uh huh. Literally, like the Women in Music Conference or something. Literally, the Women in Music Conference. Yeah. Not in Orlando, though. So there's no confirmation. This could all be for naught. I kind of don't believe it until she says something. I don't believe it until they walk down the aisle and I see a wedding certificate. That's what I'm saying. If they are engaged, I'm seeing like Paul Mezcal, Phoebe Bridgers here. And also, you know, as somebody who has poured over this album... I know she's written over the past year, but it's not the album. It's not really the album to me of somebody recently engaged. It's not. Mm-hmm. And it's very personal, too. So, Speaking of Lana Del Rey. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. This is mostly for Timmy, a request. I know that um, y'all were talking about him trying the Erwan's movies. Um, the like celebrity branded um, Erwan potions. But I think he should try the Lana Del Rey uh, Nutella banana shake uh, at Mel's Drive-In in L.A. She apparently has partnered with them to promotionally do this like Nutella banana shake. Um for did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? And um, I'd like to hear Timmy's thoughts. All righty, crunch, crunch. Well, I do like that Lana has the kind of um, Emma Roberts real milk version of the, the Erwan um, <laughs> smoothie, which is a shake at Mel, mm-hmm. which is classic kind of vintage Lana Del Rey marketing. She's had her own um, milkshake for every single album, which is extremely cute. But it just, it really does crack me up that this is like, this is the Lana version of the, she wouldn't, uh, Lana Del Rey has never entered an Erwan, let alone, <laughs> I don't even know if she would know what it is. You know what I mean? Even <laughs> Despite being one of the most like California girlies we've got. Mm-hmm. Loves LA, doesn't stop talking about it. But Erwan is like not Lana Del Rey's Los Angeles. Right. The only, the only thing that Lana Del Rey would find interesting about like spirulina powder is like, it's use in song lyrics. Spiralinzi powder. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Spiralinzi powder. 
But she currently has a milkshake there, and uh, Timmy really should try it. I think he might try it on Friday, but, you know, we're not holding him to it. He didn't want to go to Venice, but he said he, they had it at the Hollywood location. <laughs> and he said he was going to go try He DM'd them, and he said, wait, this, did you see the DM? It was like The DMs that funny. he sent? Yeah, they're good. He's like, how long will you have the Lana Del Rey shake? And they wrote, forever, forever. which is funny because it is true. It's just an they've Oreo always had, But they've always had a Lana Del Rey milkshake on their menu mm-hmm. for every album. Yeah, and they're yeah, all a little pina different. Pina colada milkshake. Ugh, pina colada milkshake. Frosty Oreo mint shake. That was for the. That was the greatest milkshake for, for Norman, uh, Norman, Norman Rockwell. Rockwell. I care more about Lana Del Rey's dad than I do about her potential fiance. I have to say. What What did he tweet about earlier this week? He, he said, said I'm, like, the "I'm the world's orig- first nep- I'm uh, nepo parent." Nepo daddy. <laughs> He's nepo like, daddy. I'm the nepo. I'm the nepo daddy. Which is true. It's like nepotism backwards again. Sorry, Lana. Your dad's hot. <laughs> We have not heard his music yet, but I we, we I, I don't have. think there's and we have I don't think there's any yeah. way that that album isn't going to be great. Um, I think we did because I think a song dropped. Is this a snippet? Oh, here it is. I got it. That's stunning. <laughs> Wait, I want to hear. Does he sing in it? That song has no vocals. I don't know. Oh, about. really? Oh my god, mystery over here. Okay, fine. Well, produced by Jack Antonoff. I can't wait for his album, Rob Grant. <laughs> Ask me to hear who my favorite artist is. I'll be like Lana Del Rey's dad, Rob Grant. Hi, <laughs> uh, Weekly. A long time, long time. I was just calling in because I was reading just Jared, which is really a cursed sentence, but. Uh, saw that there was a series of photos of Chase Crawford picking up his to-go order from Buffalo Wild Wings with his dog. And they got me thinking, first off, uh, Chase Crawford, definitely a who, I think, right? Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings is a who or them of the chain restaurant variety. Would love to know that. And just in general, why is he going there? And... Are there any notable, like, who chain restaurant, like, just true love of the store place, like, relationships that are not spawn, that are, like, famous? I'm just curious, you know, if there are any out there that we don't know about. So, anyways, uh, crunch, crunch. Me and Greece. The question that the caller asked is, like, this seems pure. This doesn't seem like Spawn. Are there any other celebrities who have just like earnest relationships to chain restaurants that aren't meant to be brand promotion? Oh, I think this is Spawn though. What are you talking about? This is definitely Spawn. If you look at every single photo that's posted from this pop walk or whatever, the branding is face out in a way that is, uh, I'm sorry, not like even the Look at every single photo. I pulled it from the Shutterstock. Mm-hmm. The way that he's holding the paper bag, you're right, is yes. really deliberate. The way I'm that he's sorry. holding the bag is sort of there's only one way to hold a plastic bag, but he's holding the paper bag Thank you. brand out, yes. logo out. Yes. yes. Okay, that's interesting. Yes. I'm sorry. I just, it's very clear to me that this is Spawn. 
I don't think yeah. that they just caught him walking around after he grabbed Buffalo Wild Wings to go. No, sorry. Also, is his dog even allowed in Buffalo Wild Wings? I think he went there. They gave him this like empty bag. They're like, okay, just like do a like do a lap. We called the pops for you or you called the pops or whatever. It seems like a way to get around like disclosure laws too, where it's just like, we'll pay you to get these to have photos taken of you with this Buffalo Wild Wings and they will be printed by people who will not really have to disclose that it was a paid thing. I mean, it really is the perfect kind of people bait too. Like they're going to, mm-hmm. it's going to be like stars are just like us. Chase Crawford walks around with a big Buffalo Wild Wings bag. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Like I, I it's just a photo really shoot. Think... This is a Buffalo Wild Wings photo shoot that happened That's to have been done by like a Getty photographer. <laughs> That's what I think. No one's like walking around with a big bag of Buffalo Wild Wings. First of all, you get that shit delivered to you, you know, shamefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like Buffalo Wild Wings as much as the next person, but like, you know what I mean? They got exactly what they wanted from a Chase Crawford fan account, which was a photo gallery of all the photos. And they captioned it, holy hotness, Chase Crawford was seen grabbing takeout from Buffalo Wild Wings with Shiner in Los Angeles today. I like with Shiner because the fans know that his dog's name is Shiner. But I did love that I was reading the best of Chase Crawford at Bad Post Chase and um, somebody they retweeted, uh, Twink Death is a terrifying thing. It was a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio and they retweeted it and they went, not him. Y'all stay safe, though. (laughs) It was pictures (laughs) of Chase Crawford (laughs) then and now. We're not going to talk about Twink Death on this podcast. (gasps) And then he responded, he said, yes, to be fair, he's only 37, but it doesn't matter. His face card has never been declined. (laughs) My favorite phrase, as you know. And the thing is, the caller asked, like, if there are other examples of celebrities just earnestly loving chain restaurants. No. Without, like, monetary, without the um, possibility of monetary gain. It's like, there used to be Ben Affleck and Duncan that was so pure. But then guess what? He got a check from him, which don't begrudge him for that. But I also think, like, there's no pure example. If celebrities are, like, bragging even about how much they love chain restaurants, that's even unpure to me. Because they're doing some sort of weird, like, I'm I'm just like you. Like, stars are just like us. Like, I'm relatable. So, like... No, like I don't, you know, I, I guess catching a celebrity going through a drive through would be like pure and I can't think of any, but you know. Mm-hmm. Did you see the stupid BJ Novak uh, chain restaurant? I think we maybe discussed it. It's called Oh, we chain, talked about that. We may have cut it. Where it's yeah. like, we're going to like rip off Burger King, like slightly try and elevate it and then like sell the it back to you chain. as like Is a gag. Is it called chain literally? It's called chain. Yeah. Yeah. They got like investment. They like opened a real thing. It's like extremely embarrassing. It's but that's to me why you don't see the earnestness because this is what celebrities do with everything that they touch. They're like, I love McDonald's. I'm gonna open a weird restaurant in which I get like a very fancy LA chef to recreate McDonald's and then like sell it to people back for more mm-hmm. expense for more money. You know? Yeah. It's like I'm gonna make a an artisanal crunch wrap supreme, and it's like I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, want. I guess a people do supreme. want that, but it's like I want a crunch wrap supreme. Mm-hmm. I had Crunch Wrap Supreme for the first time in a while recently, and it was so. How good. was it? Oh, it was yeah. so good. Are you of kidding me? It was good. It was of so it was good. good. Yeah, well, you know, there's a reason why that stuff's good, and why I'm not eating at BJ Novak's fake chain restaurant because I could <laughs> eat like a fake upscale Crunch Wrap Supreme, or I could go to the fucking Cheesecake Factory and have the best meal of my life. I'm reading the Hollywood Reporter story about Chain, and it says, God, first of all, th- these two need to stop. Mindy Kaling was there, and here she is holding a chain box. It's like, yeah, these two need like to stop. Truly, but it says, VIPs who attended, well, who have attended, so it's chain events in the past, include Dakota and Elle Fanning, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, Jen Atkin, Mike Rosenthal, Mindy Kaling, Kiernan Shipka, Elizabeth Olsen, Roy Choi, and John Mayer, 
who designed the chain logo. Enough. Like the logo enough. for chain was designed by John Mayer. Enough. I hate this. Do enough. not go to chain if you live in LA. Don't do it. If you listen to this podcast, enough. don't eat at chain. Just go to McDonald's. Just like, go to fucking Taco Bell. Go to yeah. KFC. Or don't do anything. Next yeah. call. Let's move on to rapid anything. fires. Okay. This is definitely going to be my dumbest call of all time, but I am curious. Does Lori Grenier of Shark Tank fame know Adrian Grenier of hating plastic straw fame? Crunch, crunch. Oh, does Lori Grenier know who Adrian Grenier is? One, two, three. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I kind of waited for you to say something. I think that she consumes, like, celebrity gossip. I think she reads people. I think Lori knows the celebrity who's more famous than her who shares her last name, for sure. I think Lori does opposition research, and I think she knows um, who's out there and what they're doing. I do love that they pronounce their names very differently, Mm -hmm. despite being spelled the exact same way. She's Lori Grenier, and he's like, no, I'm Adrian Grenier. Mm -hmm. I think it says a lot about their personalities. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, this weekend, I was playing trombone in a high school production of Mean Girls, the musical. And uh, they updated, like, a lot of the jokes um, to be more modern, but they kept one about Sasha Fierce. And so I was wondering if you could tell me if Sasha Fierce is still a them and if Gen Z knows who Sasha Fierce is. Okay, thank you so much. Crunch, crunch. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Lindsay, this caller was playing trombone in a high school production of Mean Girls this past week, and they didn't change an old lyric from or line from the musical where Sasha, Sasha Fierce is referenced, despite changing other things to modernize it. Is Sasha Fierce a who or a them currently in 2023? Yeah. One, two, three, who? A who. Yeah. She's such I a do- who. Yeah, I do think Sasha Fierce is a who. Do you, like, she abandoned you, Sasha be- Fierce. Like Beyonce's alter. I even had to like double check that's who you're talking about. Beyonce is like one of Beyonce's alter egos. Also, I would say Beyonce's like alter ego era was very much like kind of competing with the other pop girlies. Like everyone mm-hmm. had like alter ego vibes, like Gaga, et cetera. And mm-hmm. I don't even know if Beyonce really kind of believed in that herself or even like. I don't want to speak for Beyonce, but I kind of felt like that really wasn't her vibe. Like, she's just Beyonce. She felt pressured to do it, yeah. She felt pressured to give these kind of narratives to her music that maybe were a little bit more um, in service of the music than in service of her actual, like, self, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because her whole thing was like, I'm shy, but when I got on stage, I'm Sasha Fierce. And it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, performing does that. Yeah. Like, sometimes you just perform and, yeah, yeah. I don't, you don't Mm -hmm. need to, like, be a different person or whatever. Right. So, I don't know, maybe some, you know... Members of the Beehive are like you're wrong, but just just my uh, just my perspective on that. I know era. And her Sasha Fierce era coincided with her telephone era. I think this was a very like shaky time for Beyonce. <laughs> so yeah, don't read into anything that Beyonce did in 2008 and 2009, despite having released great music. She was more looking to- towards other trends in pop music and maybe mm-hmm. adapting some things that were not ended up being like things that were for her or like mm-hmm. the yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Sasha Fierce mm-hmm. is a who. Hi, Weekly. Um, Boy Genius just announced um, more tour dates and the special guests at those tour dates. And one of their openers is Carly Rae Jepsen. And I was kind of surprised. I I don't I don't think Carly's too like big to perform, but I definitely feel like she's bigger than 
boy genius. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like she's a bigger who. Well, I guess maybe Phoebe's a bigger who than Carly. But I feel like Carly, as an artist, is bigger than boy genius. Um, I might be wrong with that assessment. I would love to hear y'all's thoughts. Um, and, yeah, that's – I'm just curious to hear what you guys potentially have to say. Okay, promising young, promising young woman, woman, crunch, crunch. This is literally, like, an impossible thing that I kind of refuse to answer. This is the I mean, hardest I'm thing I've ever I'm happy to, like, done. play the call and, like, ruminate, but I'm, like, I won't answer this. Like, there's no – like, why is Carly opening for Boy Genius? Well, first of all, like, cool factor is one. Two, different cycles of promotion in each of their things. Like, Carly just was on tour, and so she has, like, stuff, and she's, like, vaguely performing, but, like, so she, so it makes sense for her to jump on a few. She's not opening for them in every show. She's opening for some of their shows. Do you know what I mean? Their West Coast show. She's opening for specifically Oregon, right, Washington, is, and British Columbia. Which is she where is Canadian. she lives. So she lives I do think West. sometimes it's not, oh, I'm opening. Oh, it's I I happen to be in the area. And also I want to collaborate with these artists. Boy Genius has like got the cool factor. I would say Carly right now has not got the cool factor right. in terms of in music. But like as to who is more, it, like, I, I, I don't know. I, Boy Genius doesn't have like a fucking one hit wonder smash right. that Carly has. No. But is no. Phoebe Bridgers more famous than Carly Rae Jepsen? Yes, 100%. Yes. So, okay. And Phoebe Bridgers is probably the most broadly famous person of Boy Genius, which sure. is Phoebe Bridgers. Julian Baker and Lucy Dacus. I just feel like this is an, an impossible question that, like, if you're like, why is Carly opening for Boy Genius? It's not as simple as that, I don't think. Because no. also Broken Social Scene is opening well, for them, too. Right, and, and like, they're, they're only opening they're... one show in Toronto. Right. Like, it doesn't really right. – Openers could mean anything, I guess. Well, it's like I think the openers for like Taylor Swift, right? You have a mix of people who are genuinely up and coming and then you have people who just want to play with. Like Paramore, mm -hmm. quote unquote, opened for the Eras Tour. Is mm -hmm. Paramore an opening band? No, they also sell out arenas They or could whatever, do arenas, but, yeah. But they did the show because it's like an exciting, huge show and they wanted to play yeah. with, with Taylor or something. I don't know. Like, I just think yeah. you can't really – the way that touring and the music industry works now is not is not as direct as kind of like, oh, they're my opener. Hi, Bobby Timmy. <laughs> Lucy. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, I'm currently outside a movie theater in Oakland, California, and I see Shazam 2, Creed 3, Scream 4, and John Wick 4 playing. And can you rank these movies from who to them? Thank you. Crunch, crunch. Women do belong blue. <laughs> Shazam 2, Creed 3, Scream 6, John Wick 4. From who Are to we them. ringing them by what? Fantastic. Oh, who to them? Not who like them. good to bad? Not to good to bad. No, 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 no. Who to them? I think it goes Scream 6, John Wick 4, Creed 3, Shazam 2. No, I think it goes Scream 6, Creed 3, John Wick, Shazam 2. I think John Wick made more money. I don't care. People are more excited for that and has a bigger profile than John Wick. Scream 6, Creed 3, John Wick 4, Shazam 2. I think so. But also, what do, you can't write who to the, them to who movies all of these are thems right these are all thems these are all them movies that people are fucking seeing three out of the four of these had huge box office big mm -hmm. right john wick did creed wick did. did scream had a, the biggest one of history mm -hmm. i guess sham shazam had a disappointing one but i would argue like disappointing in terms of a superhero movie right not in mm -hmm. terms of like movie in general i think so i mean i'm not 
you just care I, more about John podcast? Wick than I mean yeah. not you <laughs> I, I just I, I still feel like John Wick and Creed are sort of neck and neck here I agree but also Creed has a much longer legacy because Creed has the Rocky franchise before well wouldn't you say also Michael B. Jordan is as big of a star at this point as Keanu Reeves in terms sure. of like I, people coming out to see him in the theater I really do I know Keanu Reeves is like Keanu Reeves. He's like A-list. But I think Michael B. Jordan is also A-list. And I think the franchise is so big that like whatever happens with Jonathan Majors at this point, like the the franchise can still stand. You know, like Michael B. Jordan can carry that. I think he can. I can't believe we're on Creed 3. And also Creed does come from a larger franchise that is themier than John Wick because it's technically part of the Rocky franchise. Totally. And that that's interesting. You're right. Because you even though John Wick 4 and, and Keanu Reeves have been around longer than the Creed, but Creed is part of Rocky. And that's like one of the biggest movies of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I didn't even think about that. I still want to put Scream up at the top, though. I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Let's fucking scream. Okay, we're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, our <laughs> weekly call-in show. Keep calling in at 619 who then believe questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our read a theme song on Tuesday. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Um, support us on Patreon.com slash Weekly for bonus episodes, commentary tracks sometimes, a Discord server, a monthly mm-hmm. newsletter, and mm-hmm. more. And mm-hmm. we will see you. Oh, you can also get the audio only in Apple Podcasts. Just the audio only of the VIP show. You can subscribe within the app. Just tap subscribe. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Hey. 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 Fun fact. I've been a lifelong milk drinker because of its essential nutrients that many milk alternatives don't have. And not to mention it tastes delicious, SP, in my latte. Hi, long time, long time. I just needed to tell you that years ago, my friend Randy got me listening to Who Weekly, and then recently, I got my friend Taya to listen to Who Weekly, and the next thing you know, Taya is adopting a new kitten and naming her Aura. Aura. We did it, Joe. Crunch, crunch. Hey, Timmy, it's Helen, long time, long time. Um, this message, obviously not for Bobby and Lindsay, aka management. Um, I think you and the other podcast research assistants need to unionize, get those smoothie reimbursements in a guaranteed contractual agreement because, you know, it's just unbelievable that they're, that they're yanking you around like this. Um, this is, this is why, you know, you need a union to to really commit to and to you know rising tide lifts all boats. Let's get all the podcast research assistance smoothie reimbursements. You know, so anyway, just something to consider. Uh, solidarity forever, grunge, grunge. Bye. It's a grunge crisis at work. My office started providing grunge in all of the floor refrigerators post pandemic. And apparently the grunge is really bad. It's, quote, international delight normal, according to my coworker. And so people have been bringing their own grunge to the office. And now grunge is banned because so many people have been taking the personal grunge that other people have brought in that there are now, like, squabbles and people, like, accusing others of theft and, like, there's trauma. The girls are fighting over grunge. 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 Hi, Bobby, Lindsay, Timmy. My name is Hillary. I am calling with a field report for Beckham Watch. 
I am a hooligan who is on vacation in Los Angeles with Sir Bestie, who is a fellow hooligan. And our first stop upon getting into town was the Silver Lake Erewhon, understandably. And so while we were waiting in line, uh, none other than Brooklyn Beckham himself was a few folks ahead of us. Um, he got a smoothie we can only describe as both brown and gray. So maybe Timmy will be able to figure out which one it is. But for two hooligans, this was perhaps the most satisfying sighting we could have had upon arriving in the city. Anyway, uh, crunch crunch. BB Mega Doo Doo.